go through life in every situation and make choices without emotion. Dude, I guarantee you'll be successful. Hey, what's going on, gang? I'm super excited about today's episode as I'm sitting down with the king of sales, the real Bradley. Brad is a self-made entrepreneur with over 25 years in sales and marketing who has trained and motivated thousands of people worldwide. He has worked with some of the world's greatest entrepreneurs, such as Tony Robbins, Damon John, Grant Cardone, and many more. I personally decided to fly out to Vegas to sit down with Brad one-on-one to learn from one of the greats when it comes to business. Best part about it? There were a lot of bombs being dropped in this engaging, authentic, and dynamic interview. So brace for impact as me and Brad give you the real on how the rich and wealthy think, how to leverage your time to succeed no matter what industry you're in, and how the choices you make determines your success. So buckle up, because it's time to level up. Let's get it. Are you ready? Level Up Daily, the hottest podcast for self-growth. With interviews from the hottest celebrities. Told her to level me up, told her to level me up, yeah. Now, your host, DeAndre Evans. Told her to level me up, told her to level me up, yeah. It's time to level up. Now level up. Yo, what's up, ladies and G's? Much love to those returning and shout out for those tuning in for the first time. I'm your host, DeAndre Evans, CEO and founder of Level Up Daily Podcast. And today I have a very special guest. Now, normally a lot of people talk about results, but this guy, he actually delivers them. He's like one of the top people in the industry when it comes to providing valuable results and information. Well, thank you. Absolutely. All in all, though, to be very honest, he understands how to get to the top. And once he's there, he understands how to elevate even higher. He's one of the realest people personally that I know from afar and one of the most influential people that I've ever met. I have none other than the real Bradley. What's up, Brad? How you doing? Man, pleasure. <laughs> Thanks, man. You're, you're making me sound awesome. <laughs> I mean, of course, man. I'm here. I'm dropping bombs. That's what we do. I need to actually get like one of those buttons. Like I always hear it on your podcast and I'm like, I need one of them, like a level up button. I don't know how I need to get that uh, orchestrated. <laughs> I'll show you. It's just that little task cam unit right there. Yeah, maybe, maybe we can drop one on here for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. But usually uh, what I like to do, though, honestly, um, when I'm opening up for a lot of new guests, considering the fact that it is Thursday, we can do like a throwback Thursday type thing. You know, so if you don't mind, I like to open up the floor to my guests. So if you want, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, your backstory, how you became the real Bradley, Bradley in general, where you come from, how you were brought up. All right. Well, again, I mean, I come from a small town called Cottage Grove, Oregon, a little bit south of a town called Eugene, University of Oregon, Oregon Ducks, you know. But growing up in the Northwest in a small town, it was kind of uh, children should be seen and not heard. My my parents didn't really, you know, parent me. They just kind of made sure I didn't die, you know, made sure I had food. My dad was kind of a blue collar worker for most of my life, although he did start a little entrepreneurial journey and ended up getting sued. Um, We had a tavern and someone came in, drank too much. Apparently you're responsible. So we got sued and then he just kind of gave it all up, went back to just being an average Joe. Mm. Um, Came home. He he drank a lot. Um, Not like, you know, he was a functioning alcoholic, I think. Mm -hmm. So 
when he was pissed, you knew it. And, yeah. you know, when he was drunk and happy, you, you, you know, it, it depended on the day, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, he drank a lot. So he came home one day, 16 years old. I was 16 years old. He came home and he had told me to mow the lawn, but I'd forgotten to do it yeah. twice now. So he walked in the door. I could tell he was drunk. Mm-hmm. I could tell he was in a pissy mood. Mm-hmm. And he said, why didn't you mow the lawn? And I said, I forgot. And I was with my friend and he said, you forgot, huh? Yeah. And I said, yeah. And he said, why don't you hit the fucking road? And I said, right. what? And he gave me that look to where I better get moving. Right. And so I grabbed a bag and, and literally left the same day and never went back. So I was out of the house at 16 years old, mm-hmm. like any 16 year old, you know, without parenting and, and supervision, you tend to make good choices. So I thought, <laughs> well, why am I going to school? Mm-hmm. You know, I could go to LA and be a movie star. Yeah. So I quit school, went to LA, you know, was homeless on the beach for a little while, mm-hmm. ended up, you know, giving that up. D- didn't like being broke, mm-hmm. found out, uh, got a starring role in a movie, Three days before production, the producer's son got out of a drug rehab. They gave him my part. And that's when I first learned that, like, whoever's paying for the movie is the one that makes the decision. So I thought, I know. I'll go get rich real quick, come back, and just be the guy paying for the movie. Then I'll make myself a movie star. Well, I set out on the journey to be rich or a millionaire. Back then, a millionaire was like what a, you know, hundred decamillionaire is now. (laughs) So... I set out just being naive, not knowing that, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to be as easy or overnight like I thought. So I just ended up started, you know, selling things, mm-hmm. ended up moving back home to Eugene, Oregon, got a job fighting forest fires. It was hard as hell, got poison ivy, didn't like hard labor, yeah. opened up a newspaper, found a job selling cars. They gave me a free car to drive. I got to wear a suit and tie, which made me feel cool. <laughs> right. Started doing well, started making more money than my parents just in sales and ultimately spent the next I'd say 10 years mm-hmm. selling, mm-hmm. selling art, selling RVs, selling cars, um, spent another five managing these places and really mastering the craft of sales and yeah. closing. And I was always out for me. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to get rich so I could have this and I could have that. And then when I was 30 years old, man, I, I was running this car dealership and there was this guy in the back totally cool dude had a great family just a real nice guy man like the the kind of guy you'd let your daughter date and but he made minimum wage and i could see you know the struggle that they had their family so i thought man look i'm gonna help you learn how to sell and close deals and he went from making minimum wage like 15 grand a month so it completely changed his life and i was hooked i thought man i want to start this I want to do this for a living. Mm-hmm. So I quit my job, went out and started a training company. And that's really when things started happening, which is crazy. Cause if you think about it, dude, yeah. most people spend their life, you know, looking to serve themselves mm-hmm. when in reality, and it sounds cliche cause a lot of people say it, but yeah. when you actually look to help other people, that's, I think when success starts to chase you mm-hmm. rather than you chase it. So for my first 30 years, man, I was chasing success like you wouldn't believe. Never could get anything to stick. I mean, I made three, 400 grand a year was my best year, mm-hmm. but I could never get over the hump. And I blew all my money. I didn't invest it. I had no parenting. Yeah. You know, if I could go back and do it all over, I would do two things different. Yes. I would seek knowledge faster and I would invest my money more wisely. Mm. But uh, I started focusing on helping other people. Man, that's when things really started turning around. Yeah. So I went out on the road. 
uh, opened up a training company called Desert Sales Academy, found out very quickly that what I did for that individual, I couldn't replicate. And I couldn't figure out why. I was saying the same thing. I was doing the same thing, but I but it wasn't working. It, people weren't changing. Right. So I did a little research and found out there's four key ingredients mm-hmm. to, to, to effective training. Mm-hmm. Good content, repetition, practice, and accountability. Yeah. Now, when I worked at the place and I did this with this guy every day, mm-hmm. I was doing those things. I just didn't realize it till it was too late. Yeah. So when I realized this, I thought, man, how am I going to be in the same place all the time? I'm traveling around. I'm talking to people. Mm-hmm. How, I, I don't, there's no way to do this. Yeah. So I invented this company, Lightspeed, which is really a software. It's an interactive training platform mm-hmm. that I developed for myself. Mm-hmm. And then it worked so well that I started showing it to other people, other trainers, other subject matter experts. Yeah. And, you know, they were amazed, never seen anything like it. And they started using it. And then I just focused like, hey, I'm going to just support the experts rather than try to be the expert. So I stopped selling my training really and started just selling the platform to trainers. And then that led to selling it to businesses because most businesses, they believe in training. They're just not doing it effectively. They don't realize they're not delivering those four ingredients, Mm -hmm. which would be like, let's say, you know, you have a problem. You go to the doctor, you get a shot, but instead of the doctor giving you a shot in the arm, he squirts it next to your arm. (laughs) <laughs> well, you might believe you got medicine, but you're wondering why it's not working. Well, right. cause you didn't actually get one. So that's kind of the backstory, man. Just grew up yeah. average. I was always kind of good at sales, even from six years old when I sold candy bars. Yeah. What kind of candy? World's finest chocolate. World's finest. Schools that. used to send the kids out to knock on doors and sell yeah. it to their friends. I outsold everybody, <laughs> developed a pitch at six years old. It was cool. Right, right. <laughs> But anyway, just spent the whole life being a jack off, mm-hmm. selfish, mm-hmm. you know, egotistical, arrogant, hard headed, yeah. you know, not listening to people, not seeking information. Yeah. I, I call it a jack off. Like most young people are jack offs. Like they think <laughs> they know everything. They don't want to hear anything from anybody. Yeah. You know, you're an old man. What do you know? But now looking back, now that I am an old man, <laughs> dude, that was a big mistake. There's, and nowadays, again, You've got the internet, you've got virtual courses, online courses, you know, access to information like Google. It's just, it it would be stupid now for someone to, to disregard all the information. Back when I was growing up, Mm -hmm. there wasn't Google, there wasn't a success summit or an entrepreneur summit every five seconds like there is now. But, uh, man, that's, that's the backstory. Love it, man. I love it. I feel like we answered all of my questions in like 10 minutes. <laughs> we done? <laughs> I know. Right. But that's, that's real. I appreciate that though. And I know a lot of people tuning in probably enjoy that a lot. Um, you did hop on a few things that I definitely want to dive into a little more, but you kind of answered one of the questions, which was, you know, would you go back and change anything? Absolutely. You know, what, what was that? I know you said two. Was it any, anything else you would change at that given moment when your dad looked at you and said, hey, you didn't cut the grass? And he's like, no. And he's like, all right, get out. Would you have cut the grass that time? Or you were like, no, whatever. I'm well, out. I mean, you know, <laughs> a lot of people give cliche answers like, you know, I wouldn't change anything because that's what's made me who I am. <laughs> But no, dude, that's bullshit. Yes, I would change a lot of things. I've said a lot of things to hurt people. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done a lot of things to to hurt people, not like, you know, physically or anything like that. But yeah. like, you know, I, I, I was just inconsiderate mm-hmm. and I was, you know, selfish. Yeah. I would go back and I'd change that. I would have sought knowledge. 
I would have read books. I would have stayed in school. You know, I went in the Marine Corps. I quit the Marines. Um, there's a whole story behind that, but I would have stayed in the Marines, which again would ended up, I might be right now a police officer or working yeah. for the CIA. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I may not be a millionaire or, or in the position I'm in, mm-hmm. but I definitely, if, if I had the choice to go back and change things, I would have went back and, and changed all the things I did to impact people negatively. Mm-hmm. I would have went back and, and, and just been a light my whole life yeah. if I could, but yeah. you can't. Yeah. So at the same time, I don't beat myself up over it. Right. Like, dude, people make mistakes. We're human beings, man. Absolutely. It's it, the, 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 the dumb ones are the ones that don't learn from them mm-hmm. and implement new policies, procedures, thoughts, beliefs, patterns, and habits mm-hmm. to correct what they've learned. Yeah. I think life is, is, is a, is a time to learn. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of people out there that I see, they don't really want to learn. They just want to, you know, act like they know everything. Yeah. So I'd change that for sure. That's right. But if I sat here and thought about it, mm-hmm. there'd be a lot of things I'd probably change. <laughs> I would have started working out. Yeah. At like 17 and stayed fit my whole life. Yeah, you look good still, bro. You well, like you I mean, out. dude, yeah. my shirt ain't off. <laughs> well, yeah. fitness, yeah. health, like nothing I value as much as health. Mm-hmm. Like, trust me, guys. You guys sitting out there busting your ass, burning the candle on both ends, grinding your face off like all these gurus tell you to do. Yeah. Dude, you could lose your family. You could freaking lose your health. Mm-hmm. You could literally end up broke and unhealthy or dead yeah. or depressed or mentally damaged. Like, dude, focus on yourself. Focus on your health, number one. Because mm. without health, man, you got nothing. Imagine if I said, dude, I'll give you $30 million, but you're going to be constantly nauseous in a wheelchair and you, and you won't be able to hear or see. No, thank you. Yeah. Like dude, no, no amount of money's worth like just having a a, a good feeling. Yeah. Like you wake up, you're not health, you're not nauseous. Right. You're healthy. No diseases. Your family's healthy. Like dude, money's not everything. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, Mm -hmm. This whole money don't buy happiness bullshit is total bullshit. Okay. Money does buy happiness. I can prove it. I've proved it before and nobody can argue with that. Mm -hmm. Too many people are stuck on this information that literally that's their excuse as to why they're not rich. Mm -hmm. Well, money's not everything. Well, nobody said it was everything, but I can tell you money makes everything better. Everything. Let's say, let's say you found out your mom has cancer. Mm -hmm. And there's only one doctor that can fix her. And that doctor cost a million dollars. You don't have it. Your mom dies. Mm. What if you'd have had it? Without a doubt. You just yeah. bought happiness. Exactly. So anybody that's got this, you know, belief that money is not important or money is not, you know, can't buy happiness. I'd tell you to reconsider that because it takes money to be it, uh, let me rephrase, because you don't need money to be happy. Yeah. I know people with no money, and they're very happy. Yeah. But they would be happier mm-hmm. with money. Agreed. And a lot of it. That's you know. when you need that, that bomb drop. Like, well, I can drop it if you drop want. Drop it, drop it. I'm going to put it in there. <laughs> drop that. We're going to do like multiple of them. I know a lot of people tuning in, they're like, wait, what is that? Because on my show, I don't have that, that cool feature. So 
you tuning in right now, I'm actually on Bradley's set live in person. Like normally, I do my interviews remote. I be in my bedroom chilling, my shirt on, you know, just talking to people via over the phone or Skype or anything. But this time, I had to take the opportunity, guys. Like I know, honestly, you actually recently posted on your Instagram, and I thought this was like perfect timing. But you was talking about being comfortable and uncomfortable. Yeah, I think it was like two days ago. Yeah, yeah. I dropped it. It was like a lot of people think you know being comfortable is satisfying in the sense of doing what's normal and that's exactly what i personally had to do because i would have just stayed at home and just rocked out and be like yeah brad okay cool chop it up you would have been doing like x y and z whatever but no, if you weren't here this would be canceled <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm serious yeah like i i canceled one earlier i forget who it was but yeah. it wasn't in person yeah it was on a zoom and i canceled it because like i'm i'm getting to a point where look i you know, all of this guru social media shit, right. I'm getting so tired of it. Yeah. There's so many people out there with masterminds and yeah. podcasts. Everyone's got a podcast. Everyone's got a mastermind. Everyone's got a course. And 90% of them, they've never built anything. They've yeah. never done anything. They're making money selling you a course or selling you a mastermind. And, mm-hmm. and they don't even have a business. Yeah. So how are you supposed to learn how to grow your business from someone who's never grown a business? Not that you can't, by the way, because again, if you're aggregating expertise Mm -hmm. and you're sharing that expertise that you got from people who did build a business, Mm -hmm. then I, then I, it's totally different, but there's a lot of people out there making money on courses and bullshit and the industry is getting saturated with stupidity. So it's almost like embarrassing for me to even talk about it i almost want to like delete my social media (laughs) i'm serious i I get people that dm me hey you changed my life you did this you did that you've inspired me you've done this it's the only reason i keep going because there are people out there that are listening Mm -hmm. and all they need is the right information my whole mission Mm -hmm. is to get the knowledge from the people who have it to the people who need it because dude nobody fails because they want to yeah nobody fails on purpose nobody gets divorced on purpose you know, they're, they're, they're lacking the knowledge. Mm-hmm. They're lacking the know-how, yeah. you know? And it's like, I am in a great situation where I get to hang out with a lot of the, you know, top people in every industry. Yeah. Well, dude, it's my obligation to make sure I can get that knowledge from them mm-hmm. to the people who need it. Because, yeah. dude, wouldn't you want to live in a world that's more successful? Absolutely. Wouldn't you want it to where when someone gets married, you congratulate them and expect that they'll be together forever? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I'm starting a business. Oh, fantastic. That's exciting. And you can actually think in your head, wow, this is awesome. But but most people do. Oh, you're going to start a business? Good luck. Well, what are you going to do about marketing? (laughs) Well, what are you going to do? Oh, you better have your money saved. Right. You better get ready for some hard times. Why? Why is it so difficult? Yeah. Well, because, dude, Everybody wants to freaking keep their knowledge to themselves. I'm changing all that. Yeah, and I'm with that. And I want to know, like, why do you think people do that, though? Like, why do they want to hoard all that information in? Is it, like, just personal leverage, maybe? or Insecurity? Like, yeah. Bad mindset? Yeah. Bad perspective? I mean, again, dude, people say it's lonely at the top. You ever heard that? Yeah. Well, that's because you don't help anyone else get there. <laughs> that's true. Like, dude, if I could have all my friends make $100 million. Yeah. I would, but most people think if I show you how to make a hundred million, there's less for me. Mm. That's scarcity mindset. Yeah. Their mindset's wrong. Yeah. I don't have a scarcity mindset. Yeah. I have an abundance mindset. If I learn something that works, I want to tell everybody about it. Right. Doesn't always work for everybody, but I want to tell everybody 
hopefully it lands on somebody's ears and it makes a difference in someone's life. We're talking about children. We're talking about loved ones, holidays, birthdays, you know, dude, share, right. Make the world more successful. Facts. I agree. Well, you definitely helped me to be honest. How? From afar. Like I was in that, that realm where I was a little doubtful to be honest. I'm 25. Right. I'm experienced. I'm going through that little trial and tribulation type of thing where I'm like, you know, is this going to work? Should I do this podcast? Should I, you know, reach out X, Y, and Z? But um, listening to your show, Dropping Bombs, shout out to you. <laughs> I learned a lot from a lot of great people that you interviewed, and it kind of motivated me to get the ball rolling. So I was like, maybe I can do this too. And all in all, I really, like, put my head down. I paid attention to what you were saying about, you know, branding, awareness, self-awareness, patience, even though I know you got, like, a little thing with patience. But, uh, you know, just really diving into um, – that opportunity is going head in into the deep end and i interview a lot of people like david Meltzer, brandon hampton john lee dumas i mean a lot of people that you probably know of and have relationships with yep i've been able to do something similar i'm starting to grow my relationships in a different way and i'll bet you a thousand bucks you've had people email you saying that did something to them absolutely see dude that's what makes it worth it yeah who cares if anyone ever advertises or you make any money doing it yeah. i'm telling you dude that's why you should do it. And then you get passionate about it and you're doing it for the right reasons. Exactly. You're trying to help others. Next thing you know, dude, someone's going to call you and say, Hey, yeah. can I do, can I give you some money to talk about this? And again, you don't hear advertisements on my podcast. I get hit up at least two, three times a month from somebody saying, Hey, yeah. how much is it to say something about my product? Mm. And it's not that I'm against it. A, I have to believe in your product mm. and B, um, you know, I'm not doing it. To make money. Right. If I, and by the way, I do make money from it because people hear it. They come in, they find out about me. They find out about Lightspeed. They yeah. find out about an event, mm-hmm. a course, something. And dude, you make money. Absolutely. So, but why do I do dropping bombs? The one reason, mm-hmm. because I think it's my obligation. I'm in a position where I'm blessed to be around a lot of people with a lot of expertise. Yeah. Dude, if I didn't do it, that'd be selfish. Yeah, that's true. And I agree. And you too. Yeah. Because yeah. if you got Meltzer and these guys on, well, yeah. then, uh, dude, obviously you got you, you got me sitting here. Even though I I personally don't think I'm any expert, Man, I'm still what? I'm still learning. Do oh, I know some things? Yeah, for and sure. And I can help people. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I'm not a billionaire yet. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, until I reach a billion dollars, for some reason, and again, if anyone can help me with this, it's probably some sort of childhood trauma. Yeah. I just don't think I've achieved anything until mm. I get to a billion dollars. A billion mm. is like the new million. Mm. When I was younger, if you were a millionaire, it was like, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> you're a millionaire. Right, right. Well, now it seems like everyone's a millionaire. And I always say, everyone is a millionaire. You have millions of dollars or millions of excuses, mm. but you can't have both. Bars, exactly. You can't have both, kids. <laughs> yeah. You either have a million dollars or a million excuses, which makes you a millionaire. Yeah. But you can't have both. I like that. No, I agree. Now, that's heavy, though, because I know a lot of people, especially my age, amongst millennials, like, we like, yo, I got to make it. I got to get there, like, now. And it's, like, in a rush. And it's, like, if I become a millionaire, I'll be good, you know? Now it's, like, well, Jay-Z's a billionaire. I'm going for a billion now, you know? So it starts to set new standards for things. But I know we hopped around various topics here and i'm going off on a tangent but personally growing up outside of you you know leaving home you know sleeping you say on the beach you was homeless for a second yep 
did you find mentorship within anyone or you just all self-taught? Did you seek any? Yeah. I mean, from the definition of mentorship, I think I've learned from a lot of people, learned what to do, what not to do, Mm. you know, in all kinds of ways, all Mm. kinds of mentors, whether they be co-homeless, (laughs) co-bums, people like, you can't say bum. See, that's another thing. Why can't I say a bum? It's like, it's, we're bums. We were bums. Like we were bumming around. (laughs) Right. You can't call them that. Dude, whatever the Mm. word you want to use. We were homeless. Mm. At the end of the day, I learned a lot from homeless people. Yeah. You know, sitting there sleeping on a beach. Mm. Guess what? They'll teach you how and, and, you know, to stay out of the elements, Mm. how to, you know, take showers at the gym. Like you learn from everybody. And if you don't, you're a fool. So, yeah, I had mentors, but not like, you know, oh, this old man or this old lady, you know, took me under their wing and taught me the ropes. Right. Thank God, because now I'm a very successful person. No, I had to learn the hard way. Yeah. Had to adapt. I got a book coming out. What is it? It's called The Hard Way. It's basically basically lessons I learned the hard way so you don't have to. I don't know. It's about half written. Half written. Yeah, like I have a lot of weird stories in my life, weird stories. Like I've probably lived five lifetimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I was uh, two years old. I was I, I got pronounced dead, mm. um, which they revived me. I drank turpentine from un- being under the sink. Wow. Um, man, there's just story after story after story. Yeah. So I just use those stories and then and then like these are lessons that I learned. So you don't have to, there's people out there right now, bullshitting their friends. There's people out there cheating on their spouses or girlfriends or boyfriends. Mm -hmm. Like, dude, you're only cheating yourself, man. That's true. It's the dead truth. Yeah. Like a lot of people say, well, what would you do if your wife cheated on you? Mm -hmm. Well, I'd, and again, Grant Cardone had a long talk with him and Elena about this. Yeah. You, You follow Grant and Elena? Yeah, I do. Elena, she, she, I like Elena though. She's oh, she's cool. a classy girl, yeah. dude. She's Puts like, a she's like a too. movie star. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's my, she's my woman crush. <laughs> but Elena and Grant taught me this. See, and again, I'm in the unique position that I get to learn from a lot of people. Right. And it's now so that I know to seek knowledge, I'm always asking questions. I'm always listening to answers. It doesn't mean I'm going to use it all. And it doesn't mean I'm going to agree with it all. Yeah. But to not want to hear it, you're foolish. Yeah. So I ask a lot of questions, you know, what would you do if you cheated on it? So now I'm thinking like if my wife cheated on me before I would have blew her out, kids or none went out and started banging chicks and showing her that screw you look, look who I can get. Yeah. Now I would try and figure out what I did or what I didn't do mm-hmm. to cause that. Now, again, it's not always 100% like Grant and Elena think it's always your fault. Yeah. I don't know about all that. Yeah. Like sometimes you just get a bad one. And they're cheaters and they're sluts or they're gigolos or they're bad dudes or whatever. Right, right. That's an exception. For the most part, people get cheated on because they're not delivering what that person needs or wants. Mm -hmm. And you're not even paying attention. So, again, I mean, I learned that from Grant to where it's like, dude, Mm -hmm. take responsibility for yourself. Right. You can control everything that happens. Do you know why? Because for every action, there's a reaction. Mm-hmm. And you control not necessarily what happens to you, yeah. but how you react to it. So if, if someone walked up to you, punched you in your face, you're like, dude, he punched me, so I had to punch him back. You didn't have to punch him back. You didn't. Yeah. You chose to punch him back. Mm-hmm. You could have just walked away. Well, dude, my friends were there, dude. I would have looked like a straight-up pussy. Yeah. 
Well, now you look like a straight up prisoner because when you knocked him out, he hit his head on the planter, ended up dying. You went up for manslaughter. Seven years of your life is gone. Why? Because you made a choice to punch him back. Now, again, if someone hits me, I'm probably going to make the same choice. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm older, Mm -hmm. just depends. I, I, I think if I had the perfect ability to make decisions, you could hit me in the face. I wouldn't do anything. That's real. Well, it's because, dude, that's the right choice. <laughs> it's the right choice. Right. Long but, term, for sure. but, you know, emotions take over. Yeah. You guys want a big bomb? Here's the bomb. Ready? <laughs> Go through life in every situation and make choices without emotion. If you can learn how to remove emotion, dude, I guarantee you'll be successful in anything you do. Mm-hmm. Because how many times have you had a friend that you probably shouldn't be hanging around, but yeah. you did? You had a girl that you probably shouldn't have been messing with, but you did. You 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 stole something. You lied. You did something that you probably shouldn't have did. Mm-hmm. Well, if you start to realize why you did that, nine times out of ten, it's going to be emotion attached to it. Mm-hmm. It's emotion. If you get rid of emotion, if you walked around and you used pure logic, yeah. pure logic, no emotion, mm-hmm. dude, you'll you'll be the biggest winner this world's ever seen yeah so how would you go about trying to accomplish something like that for those tuning in like how to slowly eliminate that emotion to be you know non-reactive in a sense to well as a human being i don't know if it's possible (laughs) however how you do it is you be aware of it Mm -hmm. you're conscious of it Mm -hmm. and you work on it because again i mean i i try to work on things you know there's people that i should have fired that i didn't why i felt bad for them that's emotion. Yeah. Why would I feel bad for someone? Yeah. This isn't a charity. Right. Why, why would I have you struggle here at this business for years if I could just let you go? And with the different perspective, yeah. dude, you need to go out and find yourself a win because you're not winning here. Right. It's selfish of me to leave you here. And here I am thinking, oh, I'm just too nice. I care too much. When in reality, it's you don't care enough. Mm. Because if you're struggling here, How many other people are picking up your slack? How many other people are getting dragged down because you? So when I say I care, I don't want to let you go, man. You got kids at home. Mm -hmm. I care too much about you. Mm -hmm. Well, then if that's the case, I'm not caring enough about the other 80 people that are here. Like at the end of the day, it's like, dude, if I removed emotion, Mm -hmm. you're either winning or you're not. I'd walk up. I'll be like, dude, appreciate you trying, man. Good looking out. Peace. And then guess what? Three years later, I see you. You're happy. You're winning. You found your niche all because I fired you. Where it's like, see, I should have done the right thing. What's the right thing? Fire you. Mm -hmm. But dude, I had a long time struggling with firing people. Yeah. It was a big big issue. Yeah. Now, I do know that given the fact that you hang around people like Grant, Elena, so many great people that they consider you the king of sales. Right. Well, Grant wouldn't, but I mean, <laughs> if you asked him personally and yeah. honestly, he knows I am. Yeah. Cause a lot of people don't know the backstory of it, but you brought Grant on, right? Like you put yeah. him in position. Yeah. So how, yeah. how did that go? Like how did, how was that conversation? Did you guys meet up somewhere? Did bumped into each other? Was no, it- I tracked his ass down. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but I mean, at the end of the day, it took me like four years to close him. Mm-hmm. I thought he was acting dumb just to get a better deal. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I don't understand that you don't understand. Like, it's pretty simple. And he's like, well, I don't get it. I'm like, dude, are you just trying to get a better deal? Like, what do you mean you don't get this? But his mind was in real estate. His mind was somewhere else. He was doing very good in real estate, buying real estate. Mm -hmm. 
a lot of people think he made his money selling. No, he made his money buying. Okay. When I met him, he was a sales trainer making probably a million dollars a year, mm-hmm. which is good money. A mm-hmm. um, couple of new kids, a wife about ready to blow his ass out because he's always gone. And even if they weren't, dude, what kind of life is that you, where you, you hang out with your family one month a year? Yeah. Dude, it's not good for them. It's not good for you. At the end of the day, I found him, tracked his ass down, tried to convince him. He just wasn't ready to hear it. He wasn't in the right position. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't in enough pain. He was being successful doing what he was doing, so he wasn't hearing it. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of left him alone, man. I didn't follow up properly. I didn't yeah. chase him. But a, a, one of my team, my, one of my guys, <laughs> ran into one of his guys and said, bah, bah, bah. and so his guy got into him, and then the real estate market took a shit mm-hmm. in 2000, I think, eight. And that's when Grant goes, holy crap, I better figure out something because this is scary. So he called me and said, okay, dude, now what were you talking about? (laughs) So I went down, explained it again, told him, dude, you just do this, you just do this. And then over the you know, course of two or three years, I kind of just showed him exactly what to do, coached him up. Mm -hmm. And then of course, you know, he started putting all his effort into it and boom, he blew up. Yeah. I love Grant. Yeah. When I met him, dude, one man band, he, he had... Maybe, maybe one employee, and that was – I don't even think he had an employee. Yeah. He literally was a one-man band teaching car salesmen how to sell cars. He was good at it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, A, yeah. you're bigger than just the car business. Mm-hmm. Like, sales is sales. B, you need to get known outside of just the car sales space. Right. Like, dude, there's plumbers and doctors and lawyers and landscapers and pool companies and insurance agents and real estate agents. Mm-hmm. If they knew what you know mm-hmm. and applied it to what they do, people would double, triple, quadruple their businesses, their sales, their productivity. Yeah. You got to get outside the car business. Mm-hmm. I said, you need to start because he had Cardone on demand, which is the one for the car sales. Yeah. And I said, dude, you need to start one like Carl called like Cardone University. Yeah, no. And he's like, ah, but I say cars and I'm like, well, stop saying cars, start saying product. Yeah. You know, a customer is a customer in the car business. We call them an up, quit saying up, say prospect, like mm-hmm. just stop being specific mm-hmm. because what you're saying still applies. Right. So I built Cardone university mock mock system yeah. and I showed him. And then next thing you know, he starts throwing stuff in there, starts selling it to non-automotive people. Mm-hmm. And but pretty soon, dude, Cardone University is bigger than his car business. Wow. business. Yeah. So eventually, you know, he built it up. I should say we built it up right. to about, <laughs> you know, three to five million a month. Mm-hmm. And then with that three to five million a month, he was very good at marketing. He understood marketing where I kind of let him go learn the marketing angle because yeah. I'm just there to support him mm-hmm. and my other clients. So. it's not my job to market these training systems. It's theirs. So I just kind of like an idiot sat back and let them deal with it. That was my mistake. Like I should have been right there learning everything, Mm. but I didn't. Now I have, and now I am, but shit, dude, Grant, Grant learned and, and did it extremely well and blew up his business. Thankfully, you know, brought me with him. Obviously we rev share. So, you know, I owe a lot to Grant, but on the other hand, you know, yeah. <laughs> homeboy owes me a little bit yeah, too. The little alley me and him, me and him are like brothers. We just argue about that constantly. Yeah. He he says I should kiss his ass. I sh- I say he should kiss mine. Yeah. Like, dude, yeah. you know who who chicken or the egg, dude? Yeah. <laughs> like he wouldn't. 
here's the thing though. Grant would be somewhere without me anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'd be somewhere without him anyway, but I helped him get there faster and he helped me get there faster. So together is, you know, it was the answer. Yeah. That's why I always say instead of tr- compete, man, collaborate. Yeah. When I started out, I was Grant's competition. Really? Oh yeah, dude. Wow. I was going around to car dealerships, yeah. training car dealerships. They'd say, well, we use Grant Cardone. I'm like, who the fuck's that? Right. <laughs> like who, f- screw him, dude. <laughs> That, that dude's that never sold cars, bro. Yeah. Like, I think he worked for a month or two and then started training people. Like, mm-hmm. trust me, dude, I, my training is way better. Yeah. Well, as soon as you, someone loves someone and they're fans, yeah. you can't talk them out of that. That's a fact. So that's when I said, man, I can either compete with Grant and everybody else in this space, or I can just go collaborate with them. Yeah. And I thought, man, that sounds like an easier path to me. Yeah. So that's what I did. And that's that. Got you, got you. Yeah, so dive into that because I love that whole spill. I'm going to definitely ask Grant about it too. I'm like, so who's the best salesman? <laughs> and see what happens. I'm the better salesman. <laughs> he, he, he He's the better worker. The better worker. Got yeah, you. like, dude, his work ethic's ridiculous. Yeah. He, he'll outwork me all day long. Yeah, got you. But he, but he won't outsell me. <laughs> I always say, who sends who a check? Ooh. Yeah, he sends me a check. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So now, like, what advice would you give to somebody who's looking to start their first business, right? Since you are one of the best in sales and marketing and branding, um, like, in the marketing sales area. I'm not the best in marketing. I'm just learning. I'm freaking feeling my way around. <laughs> yeah. Like, Grant's way better marketer. Russell okay. Brunson, yeah. you know, as far as culture and branding, yeah. Andy Frisella. Uh-huh. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like, dude, there's way better. I'm not the expert at you're, you're marketing. There, I'm getting there. Yeah, you're there. I'm learning. Yeah. I'm a student. (laughs) Student to the game. But any advice would you give to anyone, though? Yeah, I mean, if you're starting out a business, you got to understand one thing, man. Mm -hmm. It's all about attention. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to get attention. You have to do stuff to cut through the noise that's out there. And, you know, like, if you just hire a company that does what everyone else is doing, you're going to sound like everyone else sounds. Yeah. So sometimes you have to step out and, and, and get attention. Now, most people are afraid of judgment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Listen up. Yeah. Afraid of judgment. People are afraid to be judged. And that's what causes most people to not do anything. Because you cannot be afraid to be judged. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, if I put an ad on Facebook mm-hmm. and nobody really disagrees with it and nobody really agrees with it. It's vanilla. Mm-hmm. Most people are like, they're happy with that. They don't want to cause a fuss. They don't want to cause any drama. Right. Well, the problem is dude is what if you see my ad and you don't really agree and you don't really disagree. It's not good. It's no, no real intel, no insight or anything. Yeah. It's just noise. Yeah. It's yeah. vanilla. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, whatever. Bradley. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. But if you go out there and you're willing to be judged and you make a statement, that you believe, I believe this, this is my belief, and you literally have an opinion, mm-hmm. that's when you're going to start getting attention. Now, you want negative attention. I mean, you don't really want it. Like, I don't want haters, but you have to realize you're going to get them. Yeah. Right. And if you're doing it right, you're going to get them. Yeah. Because if I wanted to start a marketing campaign right now, mm-hmm. I would come up with my opinion and belief, and I would state it mm-hmm. to a point where I hope someone gets offended. Because if people are getting offended, people are also going to resonate. So most people don't want to do that. They don't want to come out with an ad that'll offend anybody, mm-hmm. and so they always come out with vanilla ads that aren't engaging. They're not. They don't resonate. They're not inspiring. They don't move people. 
That's what I'd say. I'd say if you're going to start your own business, realize one thing, get in a position and stick to it. I like that. But as far as sales, I mean, look, sales is a, is a, is a process. It's mm-hmm. like a, it's like a mechanical thing. Yeah. There's steps to a sale. There's anatomy to a sale. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, the first step to any sale, if you're good, if you're a professional, if you're a master, first one is preparation. Most, most people miss preparation. Yeah. They think, well, the first step is to introduce yourself or the first step is the meet and greet, mm-hmm. whatever they call it. Dude, the first step is get prepared, yeah. both mentally, physically. Like there's a lot of things you can do every single day to become prepared, depending on what industry you're in. Mm-hmm. Most people miss preparation. They take it for granted. They just roll into the game. Yeah. Now, how many championships do you think, let's say the Patriots would have won if they didn't practice all year? They weren't prepared. No. Right, dude. Preparation's key, but so many people miss it. Business owners, entrepreneurs, salespeople, they're missing the preparation. They're racking their brain. Why am I not succeeding? Mm -hmm. Well, you're not preparing yourself. You're not not conditioning, improving, developing. You're not learning. You're not growing, you know? And then when it comes to patience, listen, if patience meant understanding that things sometimes take time, well, then I'd have patience. I would agree with patience, but that's not what patience means. Patience means that you can experience challenge, trouble, and delay without becoming upset. Well, dude, that's the problem with most people. Nobody's upset. Like, get pissed off. Get fed up. Because what makes you move and take action is pain or pleasure. Mm. That's the two main things. So you need to get pissed. You need to not, not violently pissed and physically pissed and, you know, where your gut has problems and you start having mental problems. I'm talking about, you know, get pissed, right? You should be farther than you are. Mm -hmm. You can be better than you are. And when people say, oh, have patience, what does that fricking mean? Have patience. You mean sit back and relax and wait? Right. Is that what you're telling me? Oh, well, things take time. No shit. So I should just relax? Yeah, relax. Shit takes time. Dude, we're not cooking freaking ribs. Yeah. Like, dude, ribs take X amount of time. Right. Relax. Yeah. Put them on a the grill and relax. They'll be done soon. Yeah. You can't complain them done faster. Yeah. But, dude, we're talking about business. We're talking about fitness. We're talking about health. We're talking about relationships. Mm-hmm. You should not have patience. Yeah. You should increase your activity, increase your development, increase your focus, mm-hmm. increase your action. Mm-hmm. Do not have patience. Have the opposite of patience. Get upset, get pissed, and go out there and get what you want. Because when it boils down to it, dude, anyone on earth, mm-hmm. I don't care what your excuse is, mm-hmm. has the same exact opportunity now maybe not advantages okay there's people at disadvantage if i had a rich dad who handed me a million dollars to get started well dude i have a bigger advantage than someone who doesn't right but it doesn't mean they don't have the opportunity doesn't mean they can't do it themselves it's just harder right you know oh it's easy for you to say dude you you your parents paid for your college dude you could have fucking worked your way through college quit making excuses Mm. self-awareness is key yeah you know, you got to be aware of facts. Mm-hmm. One of these days I'm going to put on an event. I'm going to bring in all my favorite speakers yeah. and I'm just going to call it elemental. I like that. Yeah. Because dude, elemental, if you look it up, it's like basic primary, mm-hmm. a force of nature. Yeah. Success is so easy, dude. Here's what it boils down to. You ready? Mm-hmm. Choices. Yeah. Every day you wake up, you have a choice. 
Thousands of them. What you eat, where you go, how you respond, how you react. Those choices is what determines whether you're successful or not. Choices. Is that hard to understand? Then why are so many people struggling? Right. (laughs) That's true. Well, because they make excuses, Mm -hmm. which again, are just excuses, man. Right. They're just excuses. They're they're rationalization. And you know why I think they're rationalizing? Mm -hmm. Because deep down, they don't like themselves. You know why they don't like themselves? Because they've been lying to themselves and procrastinating for years. Now, what if every time me and you got together, I fucking harmed you somehow, lied to you, cheated you, stole from you? Yeah. What would you do eventually? I'm out, man. You'd stop hanging around me. Well, dude, if it's you doing it to you, you can't, you can't bail on yourself. (laughs) You're stuck with you. So what happens is the subconscious mind Mm -hmm. starts playing tricks on you. It's called rationalization. So, transitioning from that because that, that's a lot i know a lot of people tuning in right now they're like first off brad's cool as fuck they're probably thinking that hey i don't want to argue <laughs> secondly like okay he's dropping a lot of bombs for a lot of value and i know some people may not know your track record as far as your success overall but when it comes to making money obviously you know what you're doing so what would be like your answer your segue to this as far as your relationship to money i know we briefly talked about it for yeah. a hot second do you see it more so as a tool or do you use it like see it as like a crutch like i gotta keep it i gotta hold on to it no a thousand percent it's a tool yeah like too many people don't understand that it's a tool yeah listen up folks imagine you want to build a home and you know how to build a home and you have a big old huge warehouse filled with tools yeah and you walk in there and you grab a screwdriver and you go outside and you and you start trying to build your home mm-hmm. with a screwdriver. Well, it's not going to be easy. Yeah. And it's you know, you might be MacGyver or something, but at the end of the day, dude, your 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 likelihood of building a quality home quickly is not very good unless you have all the tools. Makes sense. So if you think money's a tool because mm-hmm. it is and you have a room full of tools mm-hmm. and you are going to build something how many of those tools would you use? Huh? All of them. What? I need all the tools. You'd use them all? I need all the tools. Well, then that means you'd empty your bank account. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Most people won't do that. Yeah. I've had people say, hey, coach me, Brad. I think you're wonderful. And I say, cool. What, what, what's up? Yeah. Well, um, we're trying to double our business and scale and this and that. And I'm like, all right, well, tell me a little bit about what's going on. <laughs> well, we have X amount of dollars in the bank. And I'm like, well, then why don't you take that money and do, th- oh no, because what if something happens? Yeah. We're going to need that money. We're, that's that's our Secure. nest egg. That's our, yeah, that's yeah. our bumper, yeah. our buffer. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's like, that's like you, you, you need to chop wood and you're not using the ax. Like, like, dude, money is a tool. If you don't spend it, if you don't use it, it's worthless. Mm. If I gave you a stack of cash right now, yeah. a million cash, mm. and I said, dude, that's yours. Lug it around, but never spend it never use it you cannot touch it you can just lug it around dude you'd be like fuck your million dollars right like dude i ain't lugging this shit around i can't use it right well dude think about it how much money do you have in the bank that you're not willing to use well i am using i'm using it in case in case of what Mm -hmm. i want to scale but i don't want to use the tool i want to grow but i don't want to use that money dude that's the problem with most people. Mm-hmm. Money is a tool. If you have a mind of abundance, yeah. money flows, bro. You get rid of the money you have, yeah. and I'm telling you, more money replaces itself. Mm. I've never once worried about money. 
Like, I don't think, oh my God, what if I get rid of this that I have? I think, how do I get rid of this to get more of it? Money's a tool. It's supposed to replace itself and and bring some friends with it. Right. (laughs) So here, here's 10 grand. Go ahead. I'm broke now. So what? That 10 grand is going to go out and get me some friends. Right, right. Then I'm going to have 15. (laughs) Then I'm going to go throw the 15 out there and they're going to bring back 25. Yeah. Hopefully. And guess what? You screw up sometimes. You Mm -hmm. spent 10 and guess what? Four came home. Mm -hmm. Well, where's the other six? Well, guess what? Learn, develop. Right. You, yeah, but don't be afraid to keep using money. Yeah. You better use that for more wisely now. Right. But most people, they, you know, contract. Yeah. They start to, you know, have scarcity. Oh my God, yeah. look what happened. Do you think that was more so like their upbringing personally? Yes. So based off, you know. hundred percent, yeah. dude. Listen to all the things your people told you. Mm-hmm. Like my people used to tell me better save your money. For what? <laughs> for a rainy day. The fuck's wrong with a sunny day? <laughs> like I wouldn't tell you to save for a rainy day. I'd tell you to follow the sun. Yeah. Like, dude, take your money and just follow the sun so it never rains. Right. But you know, a lot of people they're just that's what they were taught. And what they're trying to say is not what comes out of their mouth. In other words, they they want to make sure that you're never in a situation where you need money and you don't have it. Yeah. So they tell you you better save it. Well, by telling you to save it and teaching you to save it, they're costing you more. So if they did the opposite, listen, money's a tool, use it. Here's how you use it. Make sure you get rid of it as fast as you get it. Mm -hmm. Stay broke. Dude, the richest people I know are broke. Really? Like literally. Yeah, like dude, you look in their bank accounts, they don't have money. They have assets that are producing money. And the reason they have money in their bank is because they can't get rid of it fast enough. Every time... Anyone that you know is wealthy, wealthy, wealthy. I'm talking about real wealth. Yeah. They don't have money, dude. They're getting rid of it as fast as it comes in. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I got $30 million over here. Where can I put this? Yeah, and then next thing you know, that $30 million turns into 50. And they're like, shit, where do I put this? Yeah. And then they're like, shit, where do I put this? And pretty soon, dude, their whole job is to get rid of their money. Yeah. They want to be broke yeah. because money's a tool. And if it's not engaged... You're not scaling or growing as fast as you could. Mm. Hopefully everybody tuning in is paying attention to what Brad just said. It's so important. Like you should be using your finances to create leverage to get in, in a position where you have money coming in fluently as an asset. That yeah, rolls and out, and or credit, dude. Everyone's yeah. afraid of credit. Everyone tells you, you know, if you yeah. don't have the money, you shouldn't buy it. Bullshit, <laughs> dude. Show me where to sign. You'll loan me yours. Right. Hell. <laughs> Dude, listen, if anybody out there listening, I'll take any loan you guys want to give me even today. It just depends on the terms. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm going to pay you 90% Mm -hmm. and I can only make 30%, well, then I'm not borrowing your money, fool. That's a deficit. (laughs) But if you'll loan me money at 10% and I can turn around and make 20%, I'll net 10%. Let me use your money. Exactly. Yeah. Why would you not leverage credit? Why would you not go get a loan? Yeah. Like it's foolish. And yes, dude, we were taught that. Yeah. What about you only got 24 hours in a day? You ever heard that? Yeah, all the time. My mom was telling me that since I was like, you got 24 hours in a day. Yeah, but guess what? That's total bullshit. Yeah. I mean, we all got 24 hours in a day. So it's all about what you do with it. Yeah, but that's not true. That's not true, dude. Break it down to me. Time is unlimited. That's true. No, that's true. Yeah. It is. Like, for example, let's say I'm digging ditches. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm out there with a shovel digging the ditch. 
Well, someone wants to give me $50 to dig the ditch. I only have 24 hours in a day, right? Mm -hmm. No, I don't. I say, hey, how about I give you $25 to dig for me? You say, okay. Well, now I got your eight hours and I got my eight hours. How many hours is that? 16. Now, if I buy your whole 24 and I have 24, well, now I got 48 hours in a day. I got your 24 and my 24. And then I go get your buddy, and now I got his 24 or her 24. And pretty soon, I've got 700 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? They're called employees. Yeah. They're called workers. Mm-hmm. They're called leverage. They're called unlimited time. Pay attention, folks. I don't know if you've heard this before, but this is a fact. Yeah. Okay. I say wealthy because rich and wealthy are two different things. And you want to be wealthy. You don't want to be rich. I mean, you want to be rich too. Yeah. Like if you had to, if you were going to pick one, you know, wealthy's better, but yeah. Hey, trust me, rich is cool too. <laughs> but rich, wealthy mindset is to trade money for time. And the opposite is they trade time for money. Yeah. So if I just said to you, dude, you stay right here and work for me. I'll give you 50 grand a month salary. What would you say? Personally, I'd be like, all right, let's go. (laughs) Right. And most people would, especially younger, because they don't know any better. And by the way, you have to freaking do that sometimes to accumulate enough leverage on your own. Right. So yeah. Or you become entrepreneurial. You start to understand the simple principles, which is what Elemental will be teaching. The simple principles of success. If you work for me for $50,000 a month, you're throwing away your dreams. Now, if you take that $50,000 and leverage it intelligently, you wouldn't be working for me long anyway. Right. <laughs> but, and obviously, again, dude, there's exceptions to every rules. This is in general. This is not like, oh, you know, let me show, prove you wrong. Dude, listen, pay attention. This is what I'm trying to tell you people. Mm-hmm. If you trade money for time mm-hmm. or you trade time for money. Now, if I paid you $50,000 and you work for me, I got your time. Don't I? True. I'm giving you my 50000 Yeah. I got your time. Now, if I'm smart, yeah. guess what? I'm going to make more than fifty grand on your time. That's true. It's totally true. And guess what? That's what rich and successful people understand, dude. Mm-hmm. Don't trade time for money. Mm-hmm. Try to trade money for time. Like you that. get some money? Dude, what's the most valuable commodity on earth? Time. Yeah. You can't get it back. But it is unlimited. Usually, it's traded for money. Okay, so again, the wealthiest people in the world, dude, every day <laughs> yeah. they're trading money for time. People that are not as successful are usually trading time for money. Yeah. That's why people are busy. That's why people are losing their families. That's why people are getting divorced. That's why people are shutting their businesses. They don't have enough time to get everything done, mm-hmm. and they're too afraid to trade their money for time because they don't have enough money because they're too busy to do it. It's like this cyclical nightmare, dude. <laughs> That's true. So anyway, I brought that up because one of these days I'm going to put on an event. You guys pay attention. Follow me on yep. social media. When you hear Elemental, yep. the Elemental conference or event, you better come because, it, dude, it's going to be real shit, broke down, yeah. simple as it gets. Yeah. And dude, now you can either go and win or go and make excuses. Because nice. at the end of the day, dude, anyone can win. Anyone can do it. I don't care what your circumstances are. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did not say it would be as easy for everybody. Yeah. 
You know, there are things that are legitimate that fucking hold you back. But guess what? So what? You know, there's people that say, I can't lose weight. I've got a thyroid issue. No, that doesn't mean you can't lose weight. It means you can't do it as easily as someone with no thyroid issue. That's true. No, but it's a medical condition. Okay, well, again, there's exceptions to every rule, kids. I'm talking about in general. Stop the excuses. Take some action. Start to realize this shit isn't rocket science. This shit isn't hard. Mm-hmm. It's choices. Do you know how to make a choice? Absolutely. Do you know the difference between right and wrong? Yep. Good or bad? Yep. Dude, then you got what it takes. Right. Wake up every day. Should I get out of bed? Mm, I'm comfortable. <laughs> no, let me lay here a little longer. Wrong choice. Yeah. Exactly. Or guess what? In some cases, right choice. choice. Yeah. So, so get better at making choices mm-hmm. and stop worrying about the Big choices. Everybody's all worried about, you know, well, you know, these life changing decisions. Yeah. Dude, make baby little decisions yeah. correctly, mm-hmm. and you won't have any big decisions to make. Yeah. They'll be made themselves. Right. I like that. I look like at that. look at people that are fit, dude. Nobody wants to talk about how many hours they're putting in the gym, how many times they've said no to a donut, how many times they've said no to the alcohol and the parties. Yeah. And all the people partying is like, oh, dude, man, I'd love to have abs like that. Right. Not more than you'd apparently like to party with your friends. And again, hey, it's choices, right? Exactly. Because, dude, I've partied just, with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I've made the choices. Yeah. And you live with the choices that you make. And guess what? There's there's ways that you can get a little happiness, a little party in there, yeah. and a little workout in there. Yeah. The question is, is what makes you happy? Mm. What do you consider success? Yeah. Because, dude... Nothing I say can tell you what success is. Only you can tell you what success is. Mm-hmm. People say, what's the key? There is no key, bro. It's a combination. I like that, yeah. Like, imagine a padlock that takes a key, <laughs> and you're looking for a key, and it's a damn combination lock. Right. What's the work. combination? That's what you're looking for. You're not looking for a key, and people are out looking for a key, mm-hmm. and there is no damn key. Yeah. What I think success may not be what you do. Yeah. You think, well, hell, I think a billion's successful. Well, again, dude, I don't think a billion is successful. Yeah. I think a billion dollars helps, mm-hmm. but my definition of success is, you know, a lot bigger than just money. Mm-hmm. What about family? What about spirituality? What about, you know, everything? Like, right. what's your combination? Yeah, that's real. And it, I, yeah, a lot of people, like, they usually focus in on, like, one box of their life. So, like, financially, got that check. And they that might be success to them. But I know, like you say, for other people, especially myself, I don't want to check all the boxes financially, spiritually, you know. Yeah, but that's the, you. Yeah. See? And again, yeah. if, if if you're making a lot of money, but, you know, you don't have any kind of relationship with God or whatever you believe in yeah. and you're kind of mentally depressed and you fill this void and it's like everyone will think, ooh, man, he's successful. When in reality, dude, you're depressed. Exactly. How many times do rich people, wealthy people kill themselves? It's been a lot lately. a lot of it yeah. what i thought they were happy look at what's his name robin williams yeah. look at uh i don't even know who else killed themselves yeah dude money doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be happy yeah but it definitely helps yeah. and you can buy happiness but at the same time i'll tell you you don't need money to be happy right the question is what is success well the answer is only you Mm. can decide Mm. and see most people never find it because they never define it yeah i like that give you a bomb right there (laughs) because dude it's so simple people miss it it's like oh i want to be rich yeah and then they go out and they work their ass off and then they lose their marriage or they or they or they lose their health 
mm-hmm. and now they're in a miserable situation, but yeah. they got money, but they can't enjoy money and they're miserable. Right. And yeah. then they die. And it's like, was he successful? Was she successful? Mm-hmm. Was that success? Mm-hmm. Someone will be like, well, I wouldn't want to trade places. Okay. Well then dude, then that wasn't success. Mm-hmm. If you want to find success, right. define it. How am I supposed to go find it mm-hmm. if I don't even know what I'm looking for? You want me to stumble across it? Does that happen? Sure, it happens. But yeah. guess what? It's not likely. It's not a plan. Mm-hmm. Hope isn't a strategy. Yeah. Like my mind is just everywhere now just having this general conversation because I have this conversation with a lot of people, especially guests that I bring on. Like what is your definition of success? And they tell me or like what do you think about this or why you know certain people think a certain way. And Dude, a lot of your guests probably yeah. give some bullshit cliche answers. I just try to tell the truth. And now if it happens to be cliche, well then I'm going to tell you that's what I found to be true. Sometimes is cliche, Yeah, you know, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of people that'll tell you answers because they think it sounds good and it makes them sound good. Yeah, You know, what do you think success? I believe success is when you help (laughs) others. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Then why aren't you down at the fucking soup kitchen? (laughs) Why don't you open up your house to all the homeless folks? Mm. Why don't you take your paychecks and go give it away? Right. Well, then I'd be hungry. Right. Well, then quit saying freaking success is fucking helping others. That's part of it. Mm -hmm. It's a combination, man. Yeah. But everybody's different. There's some people that think going out and getting laid Mm -hmm. every single night with the different chick, driving a Lamborghini, looking like a stud on social media is success. And then they find out later, damn. I got AIDS, you know, nobody loves me. I'm all alone. I got 12 kids from 12 women. I'm sued. I'm broke. I can't fucking keep up with this shit. Guess what? That's because you didn't define success because success isn't driving Lamborghinis, banging a bunch of chicks, causing a bunch of freaking drama in the world. Mm -hmm. Success is, you know, up to you. But if you think success is that, then dude, that is what it is for you. Just go for it. Yeah, then go for it. Make yourself happy. Quit worrying about other people and start worrying about yourself. Hopefully you have integrity and ethics and you do the right thing and you're like a good dude or a good girl, a good person. Everything should work out. But most people worry about others. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to say that because I'm worried about what you think. Mm -hmm. And I better not say that because your listeners might hate me or talk shit on social media. Dude, I don't care. I'm doing what I think, yeah. what I think is the right thing to do. And that's telling the truth. Mm. Sometimes people don't like the truth. Yeah. Sometimes I say, dude, you know, good looking people, people in shape, mm. get more opportunities than fat people, ugly people. <laughs> really? It's the just, truth. Just, yeah. They get more opportunities. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they can't do the same things. Right. They get more opportunities. Mm. Like, dude, you're hiring somebody, mm. some big old 600 pound fat ass waddles in. Mm. Or some freaking stud walks in, looks good, is going to represent your brand. Who are you hiring? Come on, dude. It's just the truth. Oh, you can't talk about fat people that way. Yeah. Why, dude? Do we want to lie to f- fat people? Do you want to lie to fat people? Now, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're thinking, hey, man, that's bullshit. I'm fat. Dude, good. Be fat. If that's if, Dude, listen, I love food yeah. and I've been fatter than I am now mm-hmm. and I still got fat on me. But guess what? You can call me fat if I'm fat and I'm not going to be offended. You can call me gay if I'm gay. I'm not going to be offended. Why would I be offended? Because I am something. I'm making the choice, Mm -hmm. right? I'm making the choice. Hey, that donut. Oh my God, those donuts are good. Fuck it. 
<laughs> I'm eating a donut. <laughs> right. Okay, good. Good for you. I'm happy for you. Are you happy? Yes, yeah. I'm happy. Good then. Yeah. And if you're if you're a fatter person or you're out of shape and you're happy, mm. dude, I would rather be fat and happy right. than buff and miserable. Facts, yeah. But the truth is mm. you get more opportunities when you're in shape. So if you're not happy mm. and you're fat, try losing weight. Try getting in shape. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's easy for you to say, no, dude, it's not easy for anyone to get in shape. Yeah, it's not. Well, it's this guy, in shape too. dude, it's, it's called sacrifice, discipline, consistency. Yeah. It's right. just a choice, man. It's that easy. Yeah. If I want to freaking look like Jay Cutler, mm. I'm going to go take some steroids, <laughs> eat some protein and pound those weights. And guess what? Yeah. Eventually. And by the way, genetics have something to do with it, but mm. eventually I'm going to get big, 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 boom. Mm. Now I may never be as good as Jay Cutler cause he was six time Olympia, mm-hmm. but I'm going to look a hell of a lot different than I am right now. Yeah. And guess what? Everyone's going to be like, Oh geez, how'd you do it? I chose to do it. Yeah. And it's a choice. choice. Exactly. Everything is a choice. Yeah. That's where I was going. Yeah. Everything's yeah. a choice folks. Quit looking like, you know, there's rocket science. There's something magical. God wanted you to be poor. Mm-hmm. God doesn't want you to be rich. Dude, bullshit. Yeah. God gave you the same body and life as he gave everybody. Yeah. Use it. Right. Matter of fact, I think somewhere in the Bible, I don't know if you are religious folks, but somewhere in the Bible, I think there was a story where they gave three people different talents and one of them like didn't use it cause they didn't want to lose it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So God took it and gave it to the person that, you know, yeah. used them to, to multiply. Right. It's like, dude, you're not going to use the talent I gave you. Well then you don't deserve anything. Right. Took it from them. Yeah. And it's I like, feel like, Damn! yeah, yeah. A lot of people go through that too. I know I was talking to my brother about that. Like we get like these visions, you know, they come in your mind, you'd be like, Oh, and then you see somebody else do exactly what you thought about doing. You'd be like, oh, that guy stole my idea. But ultimately, it was just God just throwing it to the next person, saying that you're not going to do anything with it. I will give it to somebody Hey, Amen, dude. Exactly. I'm going to give you a bomb on that one. <laughs> yes, sir. Because, dude, too many people do that every single day. Yeah. I, I, you know, this, I invented that. Yeah. Is this my company? Yeah. No. Yeah. I didn't do anything with it. Now someone else is making a lot of money. Right. I've invented a lot of things. Yeah. Never did anything with them. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I see a lot of them out in the world and the people that made them are millionaires. Yeah. Billionaires even in some cases. Yeah. So at the end of the day, man, you got to take action. Got to take action. Got you got to realize that everything's a choice, man. Consistency. Yeah. But more importantly, ethical, integrity, like be the right type of person because no matter what you do, if you are hurting others to enrich yourself, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's not going to last. Facts. That's You're going to go down. Yeah. yeah. The universe takes care of viruses and bacteria. Right. Got you. And I don't want to hold you up because I know we got a lot to talk about. We talked about a lot already. I know you got other stuff to do, but just a few more questions. You know, I was thinking about as we were talking here personally, like how do you go about as salesman or whatever just in general go about trying to embrace problems because i feel like some people spiral out of control but they don't understand how to endure during a dark period of their life in order to see the light at the end have you personally been through a point in your life where it's like i don't know what's going on i don't know what's going to happen but you somehow embrace the moment or that problem yeah, I've I've conditioned myself over the years to look for problems, yeah. embrace them. I, I to me they're like games. It's like you know a Rubik's cube. Yeah. You know why do people play that stupid ass game? Yeah. Well, it's a problem. Like how the hell do I get this? But yeah. some people give up. And they set it down like this is stupid. Mm-hmm. 
while some people now can take Rubik's cubes and right, one hand hit. solve them like this. It's yeah. like, dude, they've embraced that problem. Problems are what make you wealthy. Like mm-hmm. people don't buy products, they buy solutions. Mm-hmm. If you can solve people's problems, you're going to be very successful and very wealthy. If you were going to die tomorrow and I could fix it, what would you give me? Everything, yeah. anything. Yeah. Right, dude. So how do you get good at anything? You practice, repeat, consistent accountability like dude look for problems if you knew that every single oyster you picked up had a pearl it wouldn't be the same not every oyster has a pearl so if you're looking for pearls and you pop it open there's no pearl there what do you do you go to the next one and you just you're not upset that there's no pearl there you realize hey there's no pearl here move 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 to the next one right you know what some people do They open up the pearl, there's no pearl. Yeah. Or they open up the oyster, there's no pearl. So they just close it and hold it and pray that there's a <laughs> pearl that's going to be there when they open it again. Yeah. And they wait and they wait and they look and there's still no pearl. And they just wait and they wait and they wait and there's still no pearl. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, go to the next one. Yeah. There's no pearl there. Facts. You think it's going to grow someday? Yeah. Like move, man. You yeah. have to. Right. That's big. And I hope everybody paying attention and listening to that takes note of that because that's very important especially throughout your personal journey in life because you're going to go through a lot of ups and downs. But it's just the fact that you remain consistent with your own purpose. You know, you continue to move forward. But I did want to ask personally, because I know we talked about success overall, talked about choices. We talked about a little bit of everything. But personally for you, what drives you? Like what motivates you to get out the bed? Dude, I don't, you know, I think again, I haven't went to a lot of counseling so, so I can only guess, but I mean, I think what drives me is, is I have some sort of, uh, need to prove my worth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe my insecurity, everybody, like I want to prove to, I don't even know who, mm-hmm. maybe myself, Yeah. but, uh, you know, I could give you a cliche answer like, you know. What drives me is I really like to see other people succeed. No, dude. What drives me is freaking, I want the finer things in life and I want to give, I want to be able to give the finer things to people. Like I think the highest form of expression for love is, is giving. Like, think about it, man. You ever bought somebody something and it's like, you're all excited to give it to them yeah. and then they get excited and you'd like that. Right. Like that's what drives me, dude. I want to be able to give people financially. Yeah. Most people are like, well, let me give you a piece of advice. How about fucking a check ass wipe? <laughs> Cause guess what? Sometimes money yeah. is far more valuable than advice. Yeah. People are, Oh no, teach a man a fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give him a fish. He'll eat for a day. Yeah. Sometimes I'm hungry, motherfucker. <laughs> Give me the damn fish. Right. Teach me later. Because yeah, you know how many time. times someone could have just lent me the money and I'd be way ahead? Mm-hmm. But no, I had to freaking learn. I had to go so, take the long way. Yeah. Dude, I want so much money yeah. properly invested mm-hmm. that I could literally go around the planet blessing people financially. And it wouldn't be me the one making the decisions. Yeah. I'm just the vehicle through through which they're chosen. Right. But that's what drives me, dude. I just want, I just want to be able to freaking have so. I want my cup to be so full mm-hmm. that when it runneth over, it's filling up everybody else's cup. That's what drives me. Yeah, that's a good answer. I, I want to be it. a billionaire. Going to be a billionaire. I, I, I just got a freaking. 
I want to be able to flip everybody off and say, see, I told you. I told you. Right, right. Like I, you I doubted me, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> like I hate to lose more than I like to win. I think that's the heart of a champion, though. And to me, dude, if I, if I, if I die not a billionaire, I will have been trying my entire life. Mm. If I, which I won't, I will be a billionaire. But my point is, is to me, that's what drives me, the mm. B. The big B. Yeah. Why? Because I know with a billion dollars, properly invested, you can go help so many people yeah. financially. Like you get these guys with $163 billion, $97 billion, $81 billion, $3 billion. And they're not out there freaking blessing other people with financially, you know, driven awards. Yeah. What are they thinking, dude? What are they thinking? Well, I, I might run out. Dude, you'll never run out. Right. How much food do you need? How many houses do you need? How many cars do you need? Mm -hmm. Do you know how many good people are out there that would just love a little loan? Well, they've got bad credit. Why don't they get it from the bank? Well, they've got bad credit. Well, what does that mean? That means they don't pay anyone back. Well, maybe because no one's ever fucking just helped them financially. Right. Usually, dude, the people that get the loans don't need them. Mm -hmm. And the people that need the loans don't get them. So I don't know, bro. That's a deep (laughs) question. What drives me? My kids, you know, proven, you know trying to freaking validate myself and my existence. I don't know. It's a big question. Respect, respect. And one last question. Just wrap it up here for you. Like personally, what would be one thing you would tell either yourself as a younger age or someone out there right now that's just going through life, trying to figure this thing out to help them level up and get to the next level mentally? Well, pick up a book, read it journal what you think about it speak what you think about it talk about it you know because again i mean if you read a book and then you write what you think about what you read you'll just develop and then go out and speak about what you read and what you thought and you'll just start getting more developed and pretty soon you're going to become what they call learned which is Spelled just like learned, but it's learned. Now, what the hell? Learned, and not that nobody knows that word. I'm just saying, like, learned? What the hell is learned? Dude, learned means, that's a big word. And quite frankly, you can always tell people who are really, really learned. They've read a lot. They don't always agree with everything they've read, but they're very educated and and learned. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking school smarts. Yeah. Like, dude, I dropped out of school at 16. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have a college diploma. Yeah. I, I have four PhD or four MBAs and a PhD, two PhDs, mm. but they work for me. <laughs> so it's like, dude, I don't need a degree when I can hire them. Yeah. At the end of the day, um, I would I would highly recommend someone young to pick up a book mm-hmm. and read at least a book once a week. Yeah. Any book. But a book. Something. Yeah. Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. Yeah, I mean, it's like, go read, yeah. go read Atlas Shrugged. Go, yeah. go pick up a dictionary. Like, go pick up a self-help book. Go pick up something on underwater basket weaving. <laughs> go pick up something on fishing. Yeah. Find something that interests you and read about it. You don't have to agree. Mm-hmm. Read it. And then write. And then speak every single day. Like that. All day. Yeah. Every day. And you'll become learned. You'll become... You know, very interesting individual too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are attracted to that. Yeah. People are attracted to, 
Like I want to be more learned. That's another thing I did. I never read shit growing up. Yeah. I didn't seek knowledge. I didn't freaking look for it. I didn't ask for it. I was just a stupid ass. Mm. Now I read a book every week, walk on the treadmill, yeah. listen to the book, you yeah. know, every single week I'll, I'll finish a book. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't always believe it. You know, some of them are stupid. I'm like, same old shit, same old shit. Yeah. Heard that before. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Open up a podcast. Open up a freaking course. Do yourself a favor. Learn, seek, develop, question, challenge, yeah. grow, test. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, dude, it's not rocket science. Success is easy, man. Take action. Learn from your mistakes. Take another action. Learn from your mistakes. Pretty soon you perfect things and you're very good at it. And when you're the best in the world at what you do, People are going to pay and you will be, you know, successful financially at least because the best in the world gets paid. I always say money is just a measuring stick for talent. Well, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you found this episode very valuable. As I said before, Brad, you can tell is very informative, very cool guy, spoke his truth, kept it real the whole time. And I appreciate that. And thank you personally for coming on to the show. But before we go. Just go ahead and let people know where they can find you at, where they can stalk your Instagram, your Facebook, YouTube, whatever. So yeah, I mean, you, you can Google me. I'm pretty much on all those channels. It's spelled L-E-A for Lee. People say, is that Leah? I say, I don't know. Do you drink Tia? <laughs> so it's just like tea, but Lee. But, um, you know, you can Google Brad Lee, but I'm mainly on Instagram. Yeah. Like Facebook, eh. Yeah. You know, Instagram, where you live Snapchat. Twitter and Instagram, that's where you'd really reach out to me. That's gotcha. the things I check the most. Instagram, every single day. Like, gotcha. I'm in the DMs. There's nobody answering for me. Gotcha. So yeah. are you. And, and, and nine times out of ten, I will a- answer everybody. And, and you yeah. know, I, I, I respond with advice, yeah. um, all kinds of shit. But, but when you do and if you do, like, keep your questions simple mm-hmm. and to the point. Because, again, when I, when I got to read 98 pages – I'll stop reading. <laughs> no, that is true, though. Like, he's very uh, responsive, guys. He actually um, responded to my DM. That's how I'm here. Like, I actually flew all the way from Detroit to Vegas just simply by reaching out via DM, and I think that's huge. A lot of people should take into consideration, especially influencer marketing when it comes to building your personal brand. So thanks, Brad. I appreciate you for coming on. My pleasure, man. Thanks for coming all the way out here, dude. That's flattering. Absolutely, man. Till next time, guys. Much love, peace, and blessings. Got another part if you're interested. It's like a little bonus round I do at the very end. Go ahead. All right. So what's on your playlist right now? Dude, I got everything on my playlist. Country, rap, rock, classical, yeah, the whole bit. Like bit. I listen to it all. It just depends on the mood, what I'm trying to get accomplished. Mm, got you. What does the rhino symbolize? Because I see this on your page a lot. I see it in, in the lobby out there. What is that? Dude, the rhino's unstoppable. That's what it that's what it symbolizes. Like have you ever tried to stop one? And most people wouldn't and haven't. To me it's just like it's it's just this tank, dude. Yeah. It's it prehistoric dinosaur looking machine that is just freaking not stopping for anybody. Yeah. And that's me. Now, what is the last gift you gave to someone? The last gift I gave to someone, including my kids, 
Yeah. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> like I sent uh, a guy a, a Breitling watch, you know, but I just got back from four uninterrupted days with my family at Disneyland because I got a four-year-old and a six-year-old little girl. Nice. Um, and I've been ignoring them and kind of being there but not really present. Yeah. And so to make up for it, I just I just uh, grabbed them all, scooped them up, took them down to Disneyland for a four-day four day just excursion bought them like a shitload of gifts but the very last one were two dresses a teacup dress and a, and a mini and last question right so I know you're big when it comes to acting right you used to be an actor or you still are right? well technically we all are yeah <laughs> right so if your life was a movie what would be the name of it um brilliant brilliant just, just brilliant that's right like <laughs> like when I die on my tombstone yeah. all i want someone to say is this man was brilliant come see the movie it's out next summer <laughs>